Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always, the quagga to my zebra, Colleen. <laughs> Hello. We're here to talk about episode 212 of the anime, <laughs> uh, Mushrooms, Bears, and the Detective Boys, part one. This originally aired November 6, 2000. The Conan's hint was Hunter. Not like a guy named Hunter, but like pew pew. <laughs> pew pew. Um, Elmer Fudd type Hunter. Elmer Fudd. Yes. The dangerous Elmer Fudd in this episode. But no rascally wabbits. No. That was very good. <laughs> that was impressive. I just got the second part. I'm pretty sure I pronounced the R in the first word. <laughs> So, this episode features the detective boys picking some mushrooms of the Masutake variety. Are you familiar with these mushrooms, Colin? Are you a mushroom eater? You out there? Oh, let me cook some Masutake. <laughs> uh, so I eat mushrooms, but I don't know this one. What? But it's the king of the uh, food. Apparently, yeah. Genta said as much. I only eat... Poor man's mushrooms, apparently. So it's a highly sought species of choice edible mushrooms that grow in East Asia, Europe, and North America. It is prized in Japanese cuisine for its distinct spicy spicy odor. Oh, lovely. It's a luxury ingredient in Japan, and the Japanese have eaten masatake as a food since the Neolithic period. However, many non-Japanese people often perceive the scent as an unpleasant odor, uh, as an unpleasant odor, and so they're not used in most of the rest of the world, including China and Korea. So it's funny how they're like, "Ah, oh, it smells so good," and everybody else is like, "Ew." Everybody else is a bunch of snobs. <laughs> ah, let's see here. Japanese mushroom supply largely made up by imports from China, Korea, the Pacific Northwest, British Columbia. In Northern Europe. British Columbia, that's that's part of Canada. It is. <laughs> we have Japanese mushrooms growing here. Apparently. Oh, interesting. Wonder if like this is a whole thing like, you know, truffle hunting where uh, there's people making their whole living just finding these mushrooms. Quite possibly. Maybe. I mean you can buy a whole bag of like dried mushrooms for a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, but can you get masutake? These are some funky looking mushrooms. They're very long. Hmm. Are they white? The white, like, long ones that you would find in a soup or a ramen or something? Sort of. Then maybe I do know them. I think they're supposed to be white. I mean, they're kind of like, you know, off color. <laughs> you know how mushrooms be. Yeah, those fungi. Uh, I love how the name for it, um, like the uh, specific, like uh, scientific name for it, which I'm not even gonna try to um, pronounce. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. I'll give it the old color <laughs> try. It's like tricholoma nauseum, which uh, means. Causing nausea, because the Europeans who named it were like, Ew, 
It smells like socks. That's what they said. <laughs> Those dang Europeans again. So they gave it a very disrespectful name while it's like this prized thing and it's native uh, Japan, which is very, like, the most, like, European asshole thing to do, which is to be like, we don't care about your culture. Um, we're going to name it after a sock. You know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so disrespecting precious mushrooms and making sure that half zebras go instinct. So yeah, we're learning a lot already. Um, so Professor Gasa has taken the full Detective Boys crew, including Hybera, on a Masutake mushroom picking trip in a forest. Um, sorry, before we move on, I must say that Conan introduced this episode. He said, the Masatake picking detective boys, be careful of the bad hunter. <laughs> Thank you, Kana. So on this trip, Colleen, there's a limit of how many mushrooms they can get from the forest. It is three per adult and two per child. <laughs> they better be big, because who's going to like fill up on that many? They're pretty big mushrooms, man. How many mushrooms are you going to eat, Colleen? You like a mushroom hoarder? <laughs> I guess it Disgusting. depends on the dish. So after they've collected the mushrooms, the hotel nearby will cook the mushrooms for them. They are warned to pay attention to the metal fences as the hunting area is just past them, which is dangerous and has bears. Colleen, have you ever had any close encounters of the bear kind? Uh, close enough. He was... Ooh. You know, a few feet away from me. Like, not a few, but good, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away. Where was this? Just hanging out in the city? <laughs> so I, live... I don't know how Canada goes down. <laughs> if we just know? have bears roaming around, it's no big deal. I was walking my dog, and I live in the countryside, so um, our neighbors were saying that there were bears. Our neighbors had been saying that there were bears in the neighborhood. And I was like, I haven't seen any bears. I'll never see a bear. And there he was, <laughs> like, nestled between some bushes and my neighbor's garbage bins. He was so cute. He was a black bear, but he looked totally harmless. He was just sort of, like, hanging out there. Oh, just trying to eat. Yep. Have some garbage. So I yeah. noticed him and I was like, oh shoot, what am I going to do if this bear <laughs> like comes after us? Luckily, my dog didn't notice and we could just calmly walk on by. <laughs> okay. I used to have a bear um, that would like try to get through our trash. Mm -hmm. Occasionally he would, but uh, I never saw him. He liked to come around late at night, you know? Yeah, sneaky, sort of. Sneaky little guy, like uh, Yogi Bear. <laughs> Always looking for those picnic baskets. Yeah. yeah. So mine was like a little boo-boo, because he was like, he looked so harmless. Just a little guy? He probably wasn't. He was probably like twice my size, but I could only <laughs> see his head peeping out, and he had like the roundest oh, little ears. It was, yeah. They're very cute, like, heads, Yeah, you know? <laughs> And that, the bear we see here, the cub, <gasps> adorable. Completely. I fell in love with him. You I was like, I want this cub in more episodes. He's so cute. Yeah, he needs to be an honorary member of the de Detective yep. Boys, for sure. 
So Genta is struggling to find mushrooms, and he's complaining, Why are we doing this? And Ayumi's like, well, it's your entire idea for this trip. Because you said that they were the king of all foods. And Ayumi just wanted to pick apples. And Hibera's like, Apples are so philosophical. <laughs> the good and evil. Adam and Eve. God banishing them from the kingdom all over an apple. So she finds some uh, psychological beauty in the idea of apples. And then they were all like, why did we invite her? No. It's the opposite. While, while she's saying this, Mitsuhiko's like, just staring at her. Taken in by her stunning wit and her brilliance with words. And begins to blush. So he's got a little thing going on for, uh, for High Bear here, Colin. And I support it. Whatever this is that's going on in this episode. Yeah, Kona notices. He's like, why are you making a weird face, Mitsuhiko? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not making a weird face. I was just looking at her. I'm just looking for the women's bathroom, but there are none. Is there an outhouse? He says that Hibera's words are harsh, but she's really pleasant, smart, and mature. Basically nothing like Colleen. Wow. Mitsuhiko, just with these rude, rude words. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with this guy? I love that you had to like write in that joke in your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote down the quote from the show. <laughs> uh, he then asks her, and he says, Don't you think she's mysterious? Oh, brother. <laughs> so Conan, he gets like real serious. He puts his hands on Mitsuhiko's shoulders. And he says, I won't say anything mean, but don't choose her. <laughs> She'll be too difficult to deal with. <laughs> So let's put this in perspective. They're like seven, eight years old. <sighs> They're having fun, Colin. Having a good time. Love is in the air. I guess so. But up till now, Mitsuhiko's had a thing for Ayumi, so like things have changed. All well, his tastes have matured. He realizes he has a thing for sophisticated women rather than the childish Ayumi. Yeah, yeah. Poor Ayumi just wanted to pick some apples for fun, whereas Hibera's here, like, holding it up to the sun, being like, what is in an apple? Yeah, and Mitsuhiko's here for it. He's like, yeah, he is. what is in an apple? I don't know. She's so intellectual, like is me. It warm in there? We won't know until we take a bite. So Ayumi happens upon poisonous mushrooms, and Mitsuhiko's like, Hibera would never find something poisonous. <laughs> this is not my girl. And Genta's about to give up before Kenan explains that Masatake mushrooms grow near the roots of red pine trees in order to get nutrients. Additionally, there has to be good soil, water, and wind for it to grow well. That limits the locations greatly, 
So they wind up buying a whole bunch of them. However, Genta notices on the other side of a fence a bunch of the mushrooms. So he's just like, I'm going to climb over here without anybody noticing. What could go wrong? As one does. Thus setting in motion the whole conflict of this episode. Indeed. So they decide to retrace their steps to look for Ginta after they notice that he's gone missing. And they realize that he climbed over the fence, that little rascal. <laughs> Agasa says it's too bad that Ginta's detective badge is being repaired right now. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, they really had to write around that one. And then later in the episode, they're like, oh yeah, High Bear is also is broken. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to make sure that everybody understands. This. Like, with the frequency at which these badges keep uh, breaking, Agasa just should, you know, <laughs> create a new model or something. I mean, they're not really um, giving us any confidence in his abilities with this. Yeah, so they can't just track him down using Conan's glasses because he doesn't have his badge with him. Conan offers to look for Genta himself, but all the kids object. They're like, you're not pulling a fast one this time. So Hibera has a suggestion. She says that she'll go with Mitsuhiko. While he's like, ooh, this is my chance. She wants to be alone with me too. While Conan will go with Ayumi. And Agasa will stay there, just in case Genta comes back. Agasa then tells them all to return within an hour, and the search begins. How excited are you for these pairings, Colleen? Agasa with nobody, <laughs> crippling loneliness, and the kids are off in their approved pairings. Agasa deserves it after the utter failure of those badges. Wow. I'm, I'm kidding. Agasa is great. So while alone, Mitsuhiko asks Hibera what her relationship is with Conan. And he mentions that they often find themselves huddled together and talking about subjects that children just wouldn't understand. This is that sometimes it seems that the two of them are off in their own world. This is also like, he's jealous of her and Conan the same way you are, Colleen. That's what I took from this. <laughs> Look at her, keeping Conan to herself. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> you, don't, I you don't even have an argument. I, you I, just I, laugh and go, no, no, come on. I can't argue. I know that there's a lot no. of people who are fans of her, so I promised myself I wouldn't say anything about her anymore no <laughs> so Hibera tells him not to worry about it as it isn't as romantic as he thinks and Colleen's like phew no. <laughs> she's not gonna get in the way of Shenran yeah that's a problem there's the argument we then hear a noise and notice that the fence is broken, which leads into the hunting area. There's a second fence. Hibera <laughs> says that Genta Plot could have twist. gotten lost and passed through this fence by accident and then crawls through. However, I might add, this is a pretty small hole, and Genta is not a small boy. Hmm. This does not seem like a hole he would be getting through. 
Which makes sense later on. This is the one moment, the one moment where I will disagree with Hybera's um, detective skills. I don't think he was fitting through this hole. It's only the beginning, Tyler. This is the first of many, I'm sure. So, Mitsuhiko believes he has found Ginta in the nearby bushes. But but Ginta doesn't pop out of there. It's a cute little cub. A little bear. The replacement for Genta. He's much cuter. He's a little boo-boo. Doesn't he doesn't talk as much and he's not as annoying as Genta. He's a big improvement. <laughs> Each just as much, but uh much cuter. Well, yeah. That, that that's okay. He's a growing so, bear. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the, the little cub here? Loved him. Ten out of ten. Best character. His name in the Detective Conan World Wiki Little Bear. Aww. Kill Supreze. He's got two eyes, got a nose, a little mouth. He has a little like uh, chest tough going on. He's so cute. He's a little bear. Oh, he's cute. There's a great photo of him and Hybera just looking on shocked together. (laughs) <laughs> Two cuties, aren't they? So I agree with half of that statement. Mitsuhiko is all like, "Wow, jeepers, a bear! I'm terrified. <laughs> this isn't the women's bathroom." But Hybera, calm and collected as always, says that the bear is cute, and he looks like he's barely a year old. <laughs> but <I'm> sis. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> barely. <laughs> Did you have to write that one down? Yeah. <laughs> so they then hear a gunshot, and they wonder if the cub's mother has been shot. The cub runs towards the gunfire, which is not the greatest natural instinct, I would say. He's learning. And uh, the kids begin running toward it as well. <laughs> which... What's their excuse? Also, not the greatest natural instinct. They're naturally curious. And then a bullet hits a tree near them. So Mitsuhiko is like, Hey, we're humans over here. <laughs> Don't shoot us. We're humans. The detective world, detective Conan world wiki is quite funny in this respect. Because it has like, attempted murder and usually uh, the boxes will have like details about the attempted murder or whatever the whatever the crime is and in it i think it says like one sentence it's just like (laughs) he shot at the two of them (laughs) like okay (laughs) i mean it's blatantly obvious so that's all they could write but it's just funny reading (laughs) So Hybera then notices a dead body of another hunter. And she's like, uh-oh. Mitsuhiko, you're going to get yourself shot. Trying to, you're getting this guy's attention. The shooter goes to shoot Mitsuhiko. But who saves the day but Hybera? He grabs him by the hand and then explains the situation. And he's like, she's touching my hand. What do I do? <laughs> Is this second base? <laughs> That's a he go. 
He would be more concerned about that. And she explains that the murderer believes that they are witnesses to the crime and thus wants to get rid of them. It's a bad situation. Bad, but exciting. Meanwhile, Conan has tracked down Ginto, and we just see him screaming at him. He's like, you stupid guy, what are you doing? And Ginto just has a ridiculous amount of mushrooms. He's got like 40 of them. <laughs> Which is way just over the clearly limit. clearly did not take, yeah, he did not take that of the limit. There's three an adult, two per kid. You have about Even all together, it doesn't make how many Ginto has. And while they've regained a Ginta, they lost the Misahiko in a hydra. Which are worth one Ginta. So, Karen checks his glasses and notices that they're at the hunting area. He's like, what are they doing? Gasso then gets through the hole. <laughs> Which, I don't, they took a lot of work getting him through there. <laughs> Is this the same hole that... We were surmising that Genta wouldn't get through. I believe it was. Yeah. Seemed a bit much. But he somehow fits. And a hunter named Yasaka Kiyoshi asks what they're doing here. And he's like, why would you bring children to such a dangerous place? Can't you see him trying to shoot at him? Because is the world's worst babysitter. He sure is. Agasa explains the situation. And the man says he hasn't seen two kids. Conan then finds Mitsuhiko's badge, but it was dropped in the forest, and he then sees blood spots and bear prints in the grass. So, they later confirm that they dropped the badge here. How careless. Okay. They say that. And and then Hyber is like, I'm certain that Conan will notice the blood spot there and figure things out. Now, if you really want to take that chance out of the equation... Instead of dropping it there, wouldn't you just use it and communicate to him what was going on? So, wasn't it later that, like, they were afraid that the hunter would hear them, so they didn't want to make any sounds or something? I guess they could have whispered. Yeah, they talk plenty in any (laughs) other life or death situation with these badges, is all I'm saying. Very true. But I get it. I get it. You know what Agasa should add? Any other time, they never shut up during, (laughs) like, these dangerous things. They're just like, Conan, we really gotta tell you something. And, like, they're supposed to, like, not be talking. And there's a guy, like, three feet away from them. And they're emphatically yelling into these things. So Yeah. Agasa should um, add a recording feature. So they can record a message and, like, throw it away. And then one of the other kids would find it. Ah. Yeah. That'd be good. You're smart, Colleen. Smarter than Agasa, clearly. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Poor Agasa. He's just... I'm not being kind to him in this episode. He, he was fine, though. I had no problems with him while I was watching this. So, Ayumi fears that the two kids have been eaten by a bear. But the hunter explains that bears are often afraid of people. So, that's quite unlikely. However, a gruff hunter named Saika Matsuburo says that if it's one particular bear, a giant single-eyed bear named Jubei, then it's different as that one has a grudge against all humans. Jubei sounds like bad news, Colin. Yeah. 
You can't trust anything with one eye. Oh, is that so? All those pirates. Have you ever met a one-eyed person? Um, no. <laughs> Me neither. I'm sure they're fine. But bears, one-eyed bears specifically, can't trust them. They can't look at you with their good eyes. <laughs> they can only see you on one side of their face. So, another hunter named Negaru Tomoya says that the rumor is true then. He then tells Ayumi not to worry as he'll deal with the bear and get revenge for her friends. And Ayumi stops, start, Ayumi starts crying there because he just implied that her friends are dead. Um, so not the greatest reassurance here. Yeah, this guy was a real gem. So, what were your first impression of the three hunters? We have the kind of like mild-mannered guy. That's kind of neurotic. We have the gruff guy. That's like the Ishmael Moby Dick equivalent. <laughs> forever searching for this bear. And then we have this like cocky asshole who seems like the... He seems like an obvious like red herring where it's like... He seems like a bad guy, but he's probably just a dick. Yeah, that was my impression as well. And because of that, I was suspicious of the mild calm hunter the entire time yeah just because they always do that to us don't they yeah he seemed as things went on he seemed like the most suspicious to me as well so using binoculars uh Hibera and Mitsuhiko spot them but they note that they're with the hunter so they will try, likely try to shoot them if they approached and Hibera says that the hunter would say that he mistook them for a bear and shoot them. And these are the binoculars that Mitsuhiko uses on a daily basis. Well, yes, okay. in the bathrooms. That's Just wanted to clarify that point. Ayumi begins finding potato chips that the kids dropped and <laughs> believes this is to tell them where they went. Kinta asks why they're not using Conan's glasses to find Hibera's brat badge. We explain this, Genta. But it winds up that her badge is also back at the house <laughs> as it needs fixed. Why are they all breaking? Agasa. Good lord. Conan tells Agasa to explain the situation to the hotel and then call the police as he believes Hibera and Mitsuhiko are staying away from the group on purpose. Mentions the blood and says that there there must be more to the situation. A rabbit then appears um, in the uh, like uh, in the bushes. Oh, so there's a wascally rabbit. Yes, and both Tomoya and Kiyoshi immediately try to shoot it, which causes Agasa to be like, "Guys, what are you doing? That could have been the kids. Like we're searching for people, and you're trying to shoot rabbits. It's not even a bear. It's a rabbit." That hunter spirit in them. Tomoya says that his trained eye can tell the difference, and even if it's the legendary Jubei, then he'll shoot it fatally. Matsuburo says that he says that Tomoya treats the gun like a toy, that his only hope for survival is to stand still. He says, That thing can smell humans from far away, will attack anyone without hesitation. A monster that is two meters tall. I am the only one that can kill it. Twenty years ago, I was the person that shot its eye. 
So the deep backstory here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're really painting him out to be a certain type of person. And um, I don't know, just it, it, it gets interesting, you know, the further and like when we get into part two. So Kiyoshi explains to Tomoya that Matsuburo is a famous hunter in the region. He's from the southeast and led a mountain running group here, but then stayed in the area after meeting Jubei. Meanwhile, Mitsuhiko suggests that they tell uh, that they yell loudly to warn the others, but High Bear says that they could take Ayumi captive and then kill the others. Mitsuhiko then suggests leaving the forest entirely. But Hybera says that's very dangerous as they don't know the area. Hybera assures Mitsuhiko that it's all okay as she left the detective badge right by the corpse so Conan won't notice the blood. And he's like, she's thinking about Conan when she's alone with me. <laughs> that's all he does. <laughs> so... Uh, she also says that it'd be bad if the hunters see the cub, which has started following them around everywhere they go. Adorable. He's adorable. He is. He's lost, as we later find out. So, the hunters spot a giant bear claw mark on a tree, and it's believed to be Jubei's. Kiyoshi takes photos, and uh, Matsuburo says that Jubei gave birth to a cub this winter, so they should be happily together somewhere. Agasa is surprised that Jubei is female, and then the gruff hunter recites a very weird legend. He says that a mountain god was always jealous of the mountain goddess, and people tried to avoid the jealousy of the mountain god while hunting, so her name was changed to a male name. It was changed to be like the swordsman, Yagyu Jubei. He's a one-eyed swordsman. So that part semi makes sense, but what what about that first part? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess that if the mountain god was hearing the name of a woman, he'd be like, I don't know, maybe the mountain god's just like very misogynistic. Mountain god and can't like, be jealous of a how are you male name? a woman. But it's like, oh, Jubei, yeah. He's scary. He's scary. He's he's cool. He's a cool guy. Tomoya is surprised that a female bear is over two meters tall. And he says, that makes me even more eager to see it, no matter what happens. And Kiyoshi's just kind of like, <laughs> blankly staring at him. Whatever. And he's like, what are you, something wrong, dude? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you just said the same exact thing my friend did. Hmm. And hmm, where's your friend, buddy? And I kind of asked if his friend came with him today. As earlier, when he took his camera out, Conan spotted pellets in his pocket. Conan says, those were the kind that fire nine bullets at once, right? But earlier, you only fired one bullet. I heard that hunters usually don't carry two different types of bullets. And Kiyoshi's like, uh, my, my friend forgot to take your spare bullets with him to the mountain, so I... A likely thought story. If I, I thought if I passed by him, I'd just uh, be able to hand them over, you know? I mean, I'm not worried about my friend over here. We're always splitting up while we're hunting up here, and 
He's been up here many times before. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's not dead and, you know, bleeding out somewhere. No, he's just asleep somewhere, maybe. Ayumi then notices something in the forest and says it's nothing when Kenan checks on her. And that's when we see the one-eyed bear, Jubei, looking on viciously as the episode ends. The scary bear. She's scary. She has like a cross over her eye, too. She's missing an eye. She ain't got no eye. Yeah. You'd think it would just be like one scar, but she has two, I think. Unless I totally don't remember. So, Colleen, what do you think about part one of Mushrooms, Bears, and the Detective Boys? I thought it was a really strong first part to this two-parter. Um, the intrigue was really good. The danger level was pretty high. Like, it's one of the highest of any Detective Boys episodes we've covered so far. Um, yeah, the whole... I don't even want to call it a mystery. It's more like, you know, trying to safely recover the kids. That was all... Uh, uh, I mean, it was just an interesting watch because you're kind of, like, sitting there in anticipation. Okay, what's going to happen next? And... Like, you're trying to make sure that they're safe while also, like, paying attention to what Conan and his gang are doing with the hunters. So, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a, r- a really well-constructed episode and uh, really interesting. Caught my attention the entire time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to reviewing the second part. Yeah, it's a fun episode for sure. Um, I think the, the character pairings are fun, especially... The moments with High Barrow and Mitsuhiko. It's fun seeing some development there as Mitsuhiko's kind of crushing on her and he's questioning the relationship between her and Conan. He, uh, it's, it's good that like even the kids notice that something's a bit off with her and Conan. Mm-hmm. They kind of act a bit weird. They're not as childish. So um, while they try their best to still act like kids, they're not completely fitting in so i think that's important to note um and the the little baby cub is just adorable so i'm with you this was a a fun episode a good part one and i'm excited to see how it all gets settled in part two and uh, to help that the conan's hint for part two was matsutake mushroom I'm not sure that's going to be much of a hint, but maybe it will. Well, now that we're experts on this type of mushroom, this is going to be uh, very helpful for us. Yeah, we'll just be like, ew, what's that smell? <laughs> there we go. So, Colleen, why do you not thank our uh, lovely Patreon supporters of the highest tier? Indeed. Well, thank you to medium-sized Jeffrey, Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee, and Big Chief Mason. And we'll be back next time for Mushrooms, Bears, and the Detective Boys, part two. Yes, so tune in. The resolution. Gee, what's going to happen to Mitsuhiko and Hibera's blossoming love story? They might fall in love. We don't know. We'll find out next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, one truth always prevails.